0: Hey
1: everyone, what is up? And welcome to the Lifestyle Lifters Show. I'm your host, your online transformation coach, Adrian McDonald, And I help working professionals look, feel, and perform better without restrictive dieting. And today, I interview Laura Burke. Laura Burke she's an online fitness coach and host of her own podcast The Amazing Ordinary and on today's episode Laura and I we discuss so pre and postnatal exercising tips the adjustments Laura made to her nutrition both during and after her pregnancy avoiding that postpartum body dissatisfaction or just for anyone in general who said I wish I looked like I did back then, right now. You know, the the just the importance of avoiding that comparison syndrome before finally the importance then of just having a positive mindset and just being grateful, grateful for the everyday things. So before we dive into today's episode, like, first of all, though, I just want to acknowledge our, our, our guests and our listeners and our fan of the week this week, it's Brona. And Brona mentioned that I listen to your podcast when getting ready for school. I really like how you explain things and I find your guests really interesting. It's the only podcast I listen to again and I love the Irish guests. So (laughs) shout out to Brona there. Appreciate the feedback. And if you do get value from this episode or just any episode in general, I would really, really be grateful if you leave a five star review and subscribe. And that is it. That is it. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy this week's episode with Laura Burke Fitness. Okay. Laura Burke, online fitness coach and a coach and host of the Amazing Ordinary podcast. Laura, welcome to the Lifestyle Lifters show. Pleasure to have you on.
0: Thank you so much, Adrian. I'm delighted to be talking to you today. Um, and yeah, it's refreshing to have uh, some new chats. So yeah, thanks for having
1: me. This is actually a for, for all the listeners out there, we're recording this on Zoom, and this is actually a three-way podcast because <laughs> it's myself, it's Laura Burke, and of course, her, her new young child, Taylor Williams, is is accompanying her. So we've we've got a three-way call here, Laura, which is yeah. awesome.
0: As I said, Adrian, life as a mom, there's no scheduling anymore. And I thought this little boy would be asleep and he's wide awake. So we're feeding him. So if you're hearing the the cooing or burps maybe throughout this podcast, (laughs) it's all part of the process. (laughs) It's all part of the
1: process because that's what we're going to talk about shortly, Laura. But before we actually get you to share your backstory, Laura, share something about yourself that most people do not know.
0: Um, gosh, something that they don't know. They probably don't know that I do work a full time job. You know, I think a lot of people do assume that I'm a full time PT and I, I don't. Uh, Obviously, at the moment, I'm on maternity leave, but I do have like a nine to five office job um what else So I'm from Dublin Adrian a lot of people assume that I'm from Galway and I'm not I'm a dub so yeah <laughs> careful
1: <laughs> she is a, a a d4 dub absolutely a d4 <laughs> dub living living in Galway <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> awesome stuff and, and for all the listeners there so Laura and I we first kind oh. of um we first got to know each other because we used to train in the same gym in town in and in, in Coral and Chum, and Um, I remember, I remember, Laura, when we were, when we were like, you know, I'd see you obviously most evenings in the gym, no more than myself. And um, at the time before you did your PT course, I I told you were asking me for like some recommendations for some choice of like, you know, what courses would you recommend? And I said, this is the one that I did. There's one in Galway on and we'll say like, I don't know, four or five months this was like the start of the year and you were like I, I can't wait that long I just need to do this I really want to get into the game yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Which I, I was like frantically trying to find one I was like no, yeah yeah.
1: yeah so yeah so so tell us Laura you know share your backstory like how did you kind of get into fitness in the first place just just share a bit about yourself in that end
0: yeah, so when I was, um, I guess, like, to be honest, Adrian, when I was younger and people find this hard to believe, like, I was never into sports and things. And I don't know, was it just not pushed as much in my school or, but it just wasn't my, my thing. And... Um, and and as I got older, and um, obviously you do have more of a focus on your health and everything else, but it was really when I was about twenty two, I'm gonna say, I was going through maybe a bit of a stressful time in my life, and uh, my parents were separating, and I was like very high stress at the time, and I was just like, I don't know, I suppose I'd nowhere to sort of channel that, you know, energy like that that. You know, you'd be feeling anxious and all the rest. And a friend of mine said, Look, come to this gym with me. She went to this gym class in Dublin called The Underground, which was amazing. It was like this circuit style, really hardcore. And I was like, Oh god, I hate exercise. No. (laughs) But I went with her anyway. She kind of dragged me along one night. And I remember doing the class, it was so tough. And I left saying to myself, like, I'm never going back there. That was hell. (laughs) And I'm in agony. And then after a couple of days, I was like actually like that kind of pain is a bit satisfying I feel good after that and maybe I will try it again you know and I went back and sure before I knew it Adrian I was hooked I was there like (laughs) five nights a week even the the guy who owned the gym used to say to me you you should take more rest days Laura (laughs) it's like but this is just so good but really what I found was above all else for my head it was doing me the world of good like it was just headspace and um from then on in, I realized, like, apart from the, you know, aesthetic benefit of working out, the headspace that I get from it alone is worth it. And that's what keeps me going today. You know, people would say, like, oh, like, what keeps you motivated or whatever? And I'm like, because I feel 100 times better after a workout, even if it's only 15 100%. minutes. Like, your head is just flipped. So, yeah, like, that's where it really started. Um, so I continued exercising after that. And then, yeah, when I was started that PT course, I was... 30 I'm going to say about three years ago and I was doing a job uh, an office job that I just wasn't very happy in Uh, I felt like I didn't really know where I wanted to go in life in terms of my career direction I guess and I was really really stressed out and I remember one evening just going for a walk with my mum and she was like you can't stay in this position being this upset and stressed all the time you know what are you going to do about it and I was kind of realizing it wasn't good for me to just wait for the perfect job to come up either. I just needed to like take the reins and do something about it. So she was kind of saying to me like, what do you love? And I, she was like, you know, you love going to the gym. And I was like, yeah, I do, but I don't know. Do I want to make that my job because there's always that fear then that you don't enjoy it as much anymore, you know? But anyway, I, nonetheless, I was running out of options, decided to sign up to a course. That's when I was talking to you about it. And I was like, what course would you recommend? Um, and then I I went along and did it and as soon as I like set foot in that first night of that course Adrian it was like it all just fell into place I thought I found my tribe (laughs) you know it was just amazing to meet like-minded people to be studying something that I was so naturally interested in anyway and it's amazing when you study something you love like you take every inch of it in like a sponge you know so I loved it and then like as typically as life goes as soon as i had decided to do that course uh, a a job came up anyway that i actually do really enjoy now as well and that's my my nine to five uh the universe works in funny ways i think once you make one decision you put it out there yeah, other doors kind of open up. It's like once you sort yeah. of say, "I'm not taking this negativity anymore," then good things happen. So it kind of worked part and parcel. Uh, um, but look, I continued with the course anyway, and then once I finished, um, Carl Leisure, the gym we were in, uh, very yeah, kindly in had, had yeah had offered me like you know they said look we knew you were doing the course you're more than welcome to come and do your PTs here but would you also think about doing a class or two and I thought that was really good for me just to throw myself in the deep end and build up the confidence I guess, to do classes and things and um, so I was doing that for a while and doing my PTs in the gym and then of course COVID hit so, oh, <laughs> yeah, Covid the, the one the bugbearer in all our lives for the past few years but I have to say it, it ended up being probably another hidden blessing in terms of it pushed me to a point of having to do online clients much sooner Absolutely. than I probably ever would have yeah and um, you probably know too like as soon as COVID hit there were some people I've been working with one-to-one that then sort of came to me and said look is there anything we can do online and sure. I thought oh gosh yeah like I suppose there is you know and I hadn't sort of thought about it till that point and now um, I do all my clients online and I really have to say I, I enjoy it. And I find you not only have a wider reach, but to be honest, Adrian, you're teaching people far more valuable skills. And I'm sure you know this, too. You know, when you're in the gym with someone, you have to do an element of I don't want to say handholding, but they're relying on you an awful lot. Like sure. you being beside yeah. them. And then when you take you as the trainer out of the equation, people can sometimes lose motivation. Whereas when you're working with them online, you're kind of giving them the tools to get that motivation themselves. And people I find are have been more inclined to stick to plan after your time is up with them when you've kind of done it online and you've 100%. like taught them so much.
1: Yeah, hundred so, um, percent.
0: Yeah, yeah so that's amazing. Right. So that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of no, work there. You had no, one question. A, a, a lot of good. <laughs> <laughs> no, a, a lot of good
1: stuff unpacked there. Like first of all, I loved, and I I agree so much that overrated working out to look better underrated working out just for your mind for your mental for your Big for guy. your mental health as you said I think that was a great point yeah. Laura you also mentioned you know like just the opportunity like that maybe you weren't feeling fulfilled your mom had a conversation with you you, you, you took a bit of a leap of faith and the power yeah. of just surrounding yourself as you said with like-minded people I love that yeah too. COVID yeah. as well then amazing again you know it caused you to grow it resulted in you grown and and you know going into another side of your your business that maybe at the time you felt you weren't ready but you know we're never really ready you you just you got it just along the way so
0: some fantastic
1: points there Laura but you're in a a different season of life now obviously uh this is a (laughs) three-way podcast so they said yeah we just had a sneeze
0: there just in case you can hear it
1: (laughs) (laughs) because it is Laura it is her her young child Taylor also who was just um he's how how old is he now Laura
0: nine nine weeks yeah so. nine weeks old wow. so nine it's... weeks and he looks like he's about nine <laughs> yeah. months he's huge
1: <laughs> so laura why don't you just like talk to us about you know pre and postnatal exercise there so um yeah. we'll we'll first of all go like just during pregnancy like what kind of what's your training look like um were there any exercises you avoided um do you yeah. mind just sharing a bit about that laura of
0: course yeah so i suppose during um My own uh, PT training, let's say, you know, you touch on pre and postnatal, but until you're in it yourself, it's definitely a very different ballgame. And it's funny how you might know on paper what to avoid, what to do, what not to do. And when it comes to yourself then you're kind of overly cautious, you know, you're like, oh, gosh, you know, this is new. So early on i'm gonna say and you know a lot of women go through this kind of period where they're feeling low in energy very nauseous and you know it's different for everyone but the first trimester certainly can be challenging and when i found out i was pregnant i kind of just thought you know what i was i was feeling pretty sick i was wrecked and i just thought okay i'm not gonna push it and that was tough for me because i my head all i wanted to do was work out but then there's just a party saying just not now you know just just not now go with this um, so I actually took for the first time in years, Adrian, about seven weeks off exercise, and now I know it was the absolute best thing I did. So, you know, um, I just I could have continued exercising. Don't get me wrong, but I was just, as I say, feeling not up to it, and I just thought, no, go with this. Take the rest of your body's asking for, and you can come back to it after. So I, I took a very easy from like weeks like seven to 14, which is around your first trimester. And then coming into the second trimester, I upped the ante again. So I took it slow yeah. because I'd taken that break. I had to really yeah. reintroduce exercise week sure. by week. So I started maybe one week doing two light, ex- two light workouts. And then the following week, three light workouts and building it up to four. I actually was back to five by the time I had them. But like each week I just built on the intensity again. So, I kept the workouts pretty much to what I have been doing in terms of resistance based, yeah. but I might have kind of dropped the weights in some instances and then certainly avoided like all floor-based abdominal work. So, you know, I wasn't doing any crunches. If I was doing a plank, it was on my knees. and um, also like anything where i'd be lifting my legs above my head like i avoided all things like that you know you shouldn't have your legs above your heart for too long for your circulation yeah, yeah yeah or like let's even say like glute bridges on the ground yeah, i would have done okay. them at a at a height like i would have done them at an elevation so they're all the things mm. kind of that changed i guess um yeah. and then like that if you were in a gym setting like people would say to avoid things like the leg press machine you know because that's where your legs are above your heart as well so yeah, like little things that I kind of had to adjust, but then in general, like it wasn't actually, I don't know, I didn't feel like I was very restricted and I didn't feel like I had to change everything. I, I certainly didn't have to reinvent the wheel, to you know, that kind of way.
1: Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. And and Laura, yeah. how, so, so you mentioned like the second half of that first trimester, you, you took that like seven week break and then yeah. from, we we'll would say like trimester two and three, Up until the point of pregnancy, you know, how how soon up until that were you actually, did you continue to train?
0: Uh, I was training. So actually, well, it was a funny story. There was all sorts of problems and things at my cycle, which would probably be TMI for you, Adrian. But I did not find out that I was pregnant until about week seven. (laughs) So I actually was training right up until then and like doing crunches like probably the day before and then I was like oh <laughs> Jesus I need to stop okay. this now. yeah 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 but it was funny it was, it was it was because I was feeling so off that then I was like oh yeah okay I need to check this out again you know and, and lo and behold I was pregnant but like it's funny how you know like suppose you can't keep going and then but then it was just sure. my body told me like I was like why is this like I'm just wrecked you know and I was like I'm not yeah. feeling right um, but yeah, I was training kind of with that normal intensity until about week seven and then decided, OK, let's just pull pull the brakes for a bit, you know. OK, so week
1: seven to 14, you took that kind of that that those seven weeks off. And just yes. we'll say we, week 14, then, Laura, up until the point of pregnancy, like were you training yeah. the week, you know, were you training the, the week before, two weeks before? Um, How soon then did you kind of start to scale things back and completely stop?
0: Um, I, so literally like week, it it was, so sorry do you mean like when i started to take take a break from from exercising yeah, d-
1: d- like how soon before your actual actual pregnancy itself did you, did you have to take another Oh break? sorry
0: before before i had before i gave birth to Taylor exactly, Yeah 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 exactly. sorry 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 yeah of course no i i was working out the day before <laughs> So wow no so i actually yeah yeah so i knew i was being induced on let's say a friday and i was doing a workout on the thursday morning and to be honest Adrian i would have done one on the friday morning only i had to be in the hospital <laughs> at like 7am and I just wasn't up that early so uh, yeah yeah no I uh, I was right up until and it was the best thing ever because like I I really did start to feel in those seven weeks I took off at the start albeit it was the right thing at the time it's funny how like I was going for walks and stuff and I was starting to feel you know like pains in my hips and little things and what I thought maybe was the start of round ligament pain which a lot of women get and talk about throughout pregnancy as well and then once I started back to working out I don't want to say like I breezed through with not a care in the world because you're very aware you're pregnant and you still feel like a heaviness sometimes and little changes to your body but all in all I was very lucky in terms of like I didn't suffer any major problems throughout pregnancy or pains or any of any kind so I attribute that personally to wow. exercise definitely like amazing. I think it kept my body strong you know what I mean
1: brilliant amazing and and not to mention I'm sure your mind as well Laura
0: 1000 percent yeah it kept wow. me going yeah amazing. really did. and it's funny once I got back to training in like week 14 on I felt like oh Feel like myself again you know I like
1: like yeah it's good to yeah. be back yeah and, and just yeah. for all the listeners yeah. you, you'll find a way if you can prioritize it if you can prioritize it you will find a way if exactly. you want, you'll, you'll probably try to find an excuse so that Laura that's really inspiring and, and tell us now like exactly. um now that you're now that Taylor is nine weeks old Yeah. And we're we're at the postnatal stage of this age. You know, has your training have you returned back to do you feel your previous self? Do you still have have you still had to make adjustments, Laura? Why don't you just talk about that for a little bit?
0: I have definitely had to make adjustments, and I have to say, so far, I think I find the postnatal training element more challenging because like when you're pregnant, well, when you're pregnant and you've got your bump or whatever, there's things you just feel like, oh, that doesn't feel so comfortable, or I feel a bit limited, or or like you know, a good marker for fatigue would be your pelvic floor, which is so important during for women. Full stop. But especially, we talk about it more during pregnancy and afterwards. To be honest, Adrian, we we as women should probably be talking about it more frequently because it's kind of a shame we only start to focus on it when we really need it to work its best, sure. you know. Yeah. Um, but anyway, you've all these kind of things that can help you understand like when you're pushing it too far. But then when you go to postnatal, I suppose, um. I feel quite lucky that maybe, how do I put this? Like, I started to feel like myself again very quickly, let's say. And then that can be misleading because you might feel like on the outside, you know, pretty good and pretty normal.
1: But you forget
0: that there's like all this internal healing still going on. So I was probably like trying to dive in a little bit too soon and, you know, do light exercises and light workouts. Now, there there was no issue for me doing that. Like I haven't done any damage or anything. And like, I knew for me, it was, it was right. But then I was kind of like, hang on, like my pelvic floor needs so much work. And I actually need to not only be doing like workouts, but I need to focus on like core rehab as opposed to just, you know, like starting to do weights and stuff again. Like I actually needed to kind of do rehab work, which I kind of hadn't considered. So anyway, I think what I what I did was in the last few weeks, I've actually reviewed things quite a lot. And I've started now to incorporate a lot more just rehab work into my week as well as my regular exercises. Um. so, yeah, I went to see a women's female health physio, which I would highly recommend now to anybody expecting a baby. I I did it during pregnancy and I found the postnatal appointment I had was like really really key because they just give you so much information in terms of where you're at in your recovery and they can also advise you um just on some good like exercises to do to complement your workouts and things like that so that was really a good exercise for me um so yeah it's been slower it's been a lot of low impact work like I wouldn't even though my body might be up to it, I just don't fully feel comfortable yet like jumping around or like doing a burpee or yeah. doing like squat jumps. You know, before, like to be fair, my workouts would always be fairly resistance-based and not jumping around. But there might've been one workout in the week before where I would've done like a little bit higher intensity and I'm certainly not doing that right now, you know? Gotcha. Um, gotcha. You know, they say typically, this is where I'm basing it, right? I'm not a runner, but they say typically that if you want to, Start back running post pregnancy if you are a runner, that you should wait till the 12 week mark. And to me, if that's when you should be kind of like doing that more high impact stuff, like it I'm only nine weeks of sure. Yeah, yes. you know, so, I, so yes. I'm like, I don't want to be like jumping around, upsetting anything yeah. internally at this early stage. So yeah. it's, yeah, it's a tough one. You feel ready for it, but you have to keep reminding yourself that internally there's a lot of healing going on and you yeah. need to take it slow, you know,
1: and a lot of parallels here, Laura, between okay. Even just anyone, as you said, returned to the gym after a layoff that you don't just go from, you know, no zero days to like seven days yeah. a week. As you said, you start out with two, you built it up to three, you might start out with yeah. two sets, then the next week you do three sets, then you do, you know, three days, and you might go to four days and, and slowly build yourself up. Because exactly, most yeah. most injuries caught are are caused as a result of doing, you know, too much too, too soon. Much. So
0: yeah. yeah, even even
1: that they- inner voice, that inner voice, it yeah. got me last year when I returned back running. I said, "Let's push it." I wanted to return back sprinting. and so I did like an ec- I did two extra runs, Laura
0: when oh, i gosh. knew i
1: felt a bit of a twinge in my hamstring because yeah. on my program i'd written down that i'm going to do x number of sets yes. you know that kind of that that yeah. part of your mind I've that says ah, let's just harden up and we'll do it but then yeah. it set me back a few months so laura that's really interesting and before so this we, is um, it
0: and i'm like you as well if i've something written down or if i've set a plan for myself or a program for myself i want to stick to it by the book you know and it's very hard when you're that disciplined person then to actually like go backwards and say, no, you need to pull it back here, you know. Um, and yeah, like that's yeah, look, that's where I've definitely just taken it slow. And like even in those weeks after after having Taylor, like I have to say, I started off just with like some stretching, Adrian. Like your body's so stiff, you know, like even just the whole birthing process, like you're lying in a hospital bed for a couple of days after, sure. and then you come home to the couch, and all you're doing is yeah. kind of sitting there and feeding and you know when you're feeding like you've, you've seen me giving him a bottle now everything's very like hunched over and you're yeah. you know you're you're really rigid and stiff um, and sure. so yeah so I just felt above all else in those first weeks I started with just like stretching I was like I need to open my body out again and just get my muscles like engaged in any way Um. so yeah a lot of that kind of stuff but you know Pilates is amazing and like I've never won for slow exercise like I've always struggled with that and I know that's really what you need to do in early days postpartum is just slow steady work um so yeah it's been it's been it's been a, it's been a new challenge for me because I really have had to kind of take it back a couple of gears and tell yes. myself every day like no don't push it even if you feel ready like don't yeah. overdo it you
1: know yeah important point there too about the difference between training for a feeling and training for a result because yeah I know for a lot of people they might go to a class and they just say you know I want to get bit up I, I just want to come out sweating yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but there's yeah. a
1: difference between you know do you do you want to feel do you want to feel good or do you want to actually get the results too and as you said sometimes you got to give your your body what it needs not necessarily what you always want to do um, which yeah. is uh, an important distinction and just for Take all the time. listeners out there if you are enjoying the show please do tag me and laura on ig stories laura is at, yeah. at laura burke fitness and i am at at mac lifestyle fitness um if you are listening and enjoying so laura let's kind of transition so so we spoke about the training um let's talk yeah. about nutrition um just talk share briefly you know about the nutrition during during pregnancy
0: yeah okay yeah it's a good one because it, it, you know what it's it's a head wreck, Adrian and I feel bad for every all women myself included because there's such a mishmash of information out there essentially for for me personally anyway during that joyous week 7 to 14 like the, the wheels really fell off like not only was I not exercising but the nauseousness that I had at that time the only way I describe it Adrian was I felt constantly hungover, and I'm the kind of person with a hangover that, like, I eat the fridge. Like I can't not eat. It's like, you need to just eat away the, um, the nauseousness. So I had a beige, a fully beige diet from week seven to 14. I've never eaten so many takeaways in all my life. Like I'm horrified now to think about it, you know, <laughs> because sure. the poor child had, had a bad start, but look, it's it's amazing what your body is telling you you need. And I truly believe now that it's your, it's your body saying like, you need all the carbohydrates because we need this quick fire energy for us to be growing this baby, you know? And a lot of women say the same thing. They're like, oh, I can't stomach anything else, but like toast and crackers and pastas and all that sort of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but just go with it. Like it's a short time. And if you had given me a piece of broccoli or a salad in that time, I would have actually been sick. Like it was just so bizarre. So anyway, yeah, it was nuts. And then in week like 14 on, when I started to feel myself again, like you really do just kind of return, return to your normal. And I was able to eat all the normal things that I usually would. So, you know, now when women come to me and they say like they're eating maybe poorly in those first weeks, I'm like, do just go with it because you will get to the point where you're able to eat everything again and you'll feel good, you know. Um, so, yeah, so that was unusual for me. So, so the diet totally changed for those weeks. Then I got back to kind of my normal, but I was very conscious of eating things. Um, I guess like real processed stuff at that stage, Adrian, you know, like even things sure. like protein powders, like no, I know they're yeah. fine, but like, yeah. you know, I love all the flavored ones, of course, because they're delicious. And I was thinking like there's a lot of, you know, like stabilizers and sweeteners sure. and, and yeah. artificial things. Yeah. You know? So I, I ditched a lot of those. I mean, I had them, but just not as much or every day. Yeah, then there's all the things they tell you absolutely to avoid, like alcohol, caffeine. Yeah. Um, you can have, like I think it's up to 300 milligrams of coffee a day. To be honest, I actually just went to decaf on tea and coffee. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I just didn't notice the difference. I was like, this is fine. Um, obviously avoided the alcohol. And then, you know, you're not meant to have like, this, or there's certain foods you're not meant to have, like certain cheeses and all this sort of crack, and, like shellfish or whatever, fine. Um, But what I found was was interesting was all this other stuff they advise you not to have like um, some herbal teas and I don't know like there was just some random things that I was like why can't you have those during pregnancy you know Um, and even like some like vitamins and and supplements I would have taken like suddenly then you're looking at the box and it's like don't take these during pregnancy so it's just it's very strange because there's so much that you think would be good for you and then it's like suddenly you have to revise everything you're doing because of that
1: yeah sure yeah and and laura would your would your calories have increased then as your pregnancy went on
0: yeah so basically sorry he's doing all this sort of grunting and groaning here this is the (laughs) post-bottle fun now but anyway um this is real life
1: reality this is real life
0: this is uh, what's the what's the word the multitasking but um so yeah, with the calories in the second trimester, like they say you can have, you know, 250 to 300 plus uh, your normal calories. And I I don't, I did I have it? I probably did. Yeah, I probably did. Like I wasn't sort of anally keeping an eye on it every day to make sure I was having enough. Because what I found was, there were days you really wanted it and you might've just had the extra or above the 300, let's say. And then there were days where you just weren't hungry enough for it. So I felt sure. it kind of all yeah. evened out in the end. Yeah. Um, in the third trimester, when you are you could have up to 500 calories plus, I definitely was keeping an eye on it a little bit more because I was still working out quite a lot. I was walking a lot and I was like, right, I really need to make sure I'm getting enough calories, you know? Um, And then yeah. my, so Taylor actually was measuring small. I remember saying to the consultant, like, oh my God, am I working out too much? Or, you know, is it the food or whatever? And she was like, Absolutely not. She was like, this is just your predisposition and your genetics for your baby. Like so, um, but at that point when when they started talking about him measuring small, which you'd find hard to believe now with the size of them, but I <laughs> I definitely then was started keeping an eye more on my food in the last weeks and I made sure I got those extra five hundred calories, ah, you know, because yeah, I just
1: giving yourself permission to eat more
0: yeah 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 I was just making sure like okay well let it not be said it was anything I did (laughs) you know that Ah, kind of way yeah
1: of course Um,
0: so no I I made sure to eat like absolutely uh, enough for me and and let's say that was even that was 500 on top of the extra calories needed for all my exercise and stuff do you know what I mean so like it was um it was a lot of food (laughs) yeah yeah interesting Yeah. yeah
1: interesting and and just in general so um Laura because for anyone who follows Laura on, on IG, if you don't, you definitely should because she does share, <laughs> like, she shares some real epic, nice recipes, particularly in relation to oats. Um, epic like protein pancakes, Sunday stacks. Laura, yeah. I'm at a point now <laughs> where if someone asks me if you want to go for breakfast on a Saturday, I'd rather say, "Can we go for lunch?" Because I want my protein stack. I know. Morning, and I'd rather than go for too. go for lunch or dinner. That's how good they freaking taste. So yeah, I Just, just talking general Laura about the importance of like just including foods that you enjoy and being able to integrate this into your lifestyle so we're never really in the phase where we're thinking we're dieting it's just yes. more so something that we do
0: absolutely so like I always well I always, I love that philosophy Adrian I love that you're touching on this and I always say to clients as well or anyone that's asked me about nutrition and food like you have to eat the foods you enjoy because that's just life. Like, you know, if you have, uh, do you know what I love? I love when someone comes to me and they say, oh, but like, I don't know if I should do this plan at this time because I've got a wedding on or I've got a birthday. And I'm like, no, this is exactly the time you should do it. Because if you, you know, like if you don't prove to yourself that you can go to a birthday party or an anniversary or the wedding and and live your best life and have the drinks and the food, and then get back on track or, you know, work it into your lifestyle, that person will freak out then when the time comes that they have to do it on their own. So, you know, it's it's unrealistic to expect that a person will have a clean run at life all the time. And it's boring. Like, you don't want to be the person in the corner at a birthday party saying no to the piece of cake. Like, you have to live. And if you can learn to understand what your body needs in terms of the correct calories, macronutrients, and know what you need to fuel it there's nothing to say then you can't have those things that you enjoy and love
1: you know I love it. Oh, like that's such a great point because uh, I, I literally I have this conversation every week where it, it's it's really Laura it's that <laughs> freaking all or nothing mindset that yeah. we're either all in we're all out there's nothing in between but like you know tell me for for, for people who kind of have that approach they kind of feel that okay I'm not going to start, as you said, until the wedding, until after the wedding, until after the yeah. holiday, because, yeah. you know, when I, when I do something, I'm going to do it right. Yeah. But you got to ask yourself the question, OK, do, do you never plan on, like, eating out again? Do you ever Do you yeah, never exactly. plan on going on holidays again? The harder yeah, the season exactly. you enter, the better yeah. the time it is to do. Like, Christmas comes around every year. Wouldn't yeah. it be nice to actually understand how you can still you know, maintain progress because you don't always have to be moving forward. Maintenance itself can be a form of progression. And if you can just understand Absolutely. how you can maintain during holidays, during, during, um you know, busy events where you've got something coming up every weekend, that the more That's confidence it. it'll give you that you can sustain it long-term. So, I am exactly. with you. 100% it's so, and-
0: so true. It's so true. Sorry, he's <laughs> he's making even more noise now. Poor Adrian. Your podcast has been totally disturbed. <laughs> but no, I 100% agree. And like that is like you people have to. Oh my gosh, people have to learn. And if they don't, then it is panic when when they go to something like that. Or else, what happens, Adrian, is like that. The wheels fall off because they go to a wedding and then it turns into a week of bad eating. You know what I mean? Sure yeah sorry I've already I've (laughs) already messed
1: up it's it's the binge eating then Norma you know I've already messed up I may as well press the effort button and keep going and start again you're always just one action
0: that's it it's this whole like binging restricting mentality that people then like sorry I just need to pop something in his mouth here to keep (laughs) mapping
1: but that is for all our listeners out there like that is what what causes you know yo-yo dieting where you essentially you're, you're quote unquote good for a few weeks and then exactly. you know something happens you eat a donut you eat a cookie and now you think that you're bad so you know exactly. just not to label foods as good or bad Or but I want to just quickly transition Laura now on to just more so like mindset and because look pregnancy aside I know a lot of people they kind of say I wish I looked like I did back then now you know I wish I looked like when I was in my college days or when I was 25 I was in my prime I wish I looked like that now and I know like for for mums out there too a common thing they kind of say is you know I want to get my pre-pregnancy body back yeah yeah so Laura can you just kind of talk to us about you know like postpartum body dissatisfaction maybe some mums might have and and just like some 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 mindset tips on on how you've kind of adjusted that around your own your own self
0: yeah yeah definitely like i think it's whether look as you rightly say whether it's postpartum or not we all have a time in our lives where we look back and think gosh i'd love to look like that you know and and like a lot of people you know i myself you might look at a photo of yourself when you're 16 and say like god i'd love to look like that but like come on like you know we all change and evolve and your body changes and it's unrealistic to expect that you'll ever be exactly as you were when you were I don't know 10 years ago or maybe even two sure. years ago depending yeah. on what happened and it's so true with the pre um postnatal thing like there's such it's, it's such a controversial topic and it's so hard for women because we do put so much pressure on ourselves to say like oh I need to get exactly back to whatever but like to be honest it's not that it doesn't matter like of course you need to feel good for yourself but you have to just look at what you've done like your body is just wow. done amazing the most incredible thing in your entire life like it has grown a human being it is still the most alien thing to me Adrian and I've just done it like I can't even get my head around it you know and and you know how could your body ever be exactly the same you know so you have to just start with okay like maybe creating a new baseline and not saying that you want to be exactly as you were before and you know things can change you're you know like people's shape might be different after having a baby even if you were to you know, quote unquote, um, lose all your whatever baby weight and get back to a, a, you know, a point of feeling and looking good, you know, your hips might be wider or I don't sure. know, like it's just yeah. changes that yeah. happen to your body during pregnancy. And like, would you want it any other way? Like, probably not, you know? It's very, so Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's just about, I think like creating a new baseline and accepting that it may never be exactly the same, but like how good can you make yourself feel with this new normal, let's say, um, and yeah and just like that creating um i i think it's good to just kind of create then hopefully and i'm going to try and do it for myself going forward like a strong basis to work off then like if you were ever to have another baby or if you ever want sure. to get back to extreme exercise or whatever the kind of thing you know knowing now what your body goes through wouldn't you want to give it its best fighting chance of being in a good position to to do it all again you know which
1: which will you regret more in 10 years time absolutely yeah yeah yeah. that's amazing
0: yeah it's just like that you don't yeah like life's too short to be worrying about like obviously you have to be healthy and it's nice to be fit and everything else um but like it's too short to be worrying about like oh god like you know i'd love to wear a crop top again would you rather that or have your baby like you know it's just about weighing it all up you know
1: and obviously with different season in life comes different priorities. And maybe when you yeah. are a bit younger, when you don't have a, a young family to cater for, you can invest more time too into exercising and into prepping and so on. But now that you're in a different season, obviously your at just too, Laura. So exactly. very, very briefly, just before we wrap it up, Laura, can you just yeah. share maybe, um, because you are now in a new season of life and obviously, you know, young Taylor is there. Mm-hmm. Can you, can you just share, Laura, um, how you're kind of fitting exercise into you know a pretty busy schedule?
0: Yeah, <laughs> very, very poorly. So no, no. Look, I am getting it done because I do. For me, it's it's really important for me in the day. And like that, like I talked to you about the recovery. I think you have to, as well as taking care of your baby, you have to think like you have been through. Your body has been through a trauma of sorts, and and you have to take care of your own recovery, or else you won't be in the best place to take care of your baby and. You know you need to make sure you're strong enough for that and all the rest. Like this fellow weighs a ton now, <laughs> you know, and you're I'm carrying him around every day. So you you know you want to make sure you have a good strong basis for that. Um but I think in general like as well as kind of the recovery aspect for me like I talked about the headspace is so important and I've just had to really come to terms with the fact that it's never going to be at the same time every day. It might only be 10 minutes instead of half an hour. You know, it might some days it might only be the walk and you mightn't get the workout in and it's just about accepting that and being kind to yourself like i am a very in normal life pre-tailor let's say i would have been very routine based structure based like you follow that plan to a t and if i deviated from it i kind of would have been upset with myself like i'm probably a bit of a control freak i'm not gonna lie so for (laughs) me to have to now, you know um really just adapt to life with number one priority is not you anymore like you have to make sure baby's needs are taken care of first and then you can figure out what you what you have to get done and that has been probably the biggest adjustment for me in full stop with with having taylor like whether it's exercise or just doing bits around the house like to to just not be able to work off your own schedule has been a challenge and i won't lie and i don't mind and i know it's all part of it but it's it's an adjustment like you have to kind of retrain yourself and your thinking um so yeah some days like i'm like i'd love to just work out in the morning but you just can't so then i might have to wait till dara's home from work and pass taylor over and then get 20 minutes you know
1: gotcha yeah yeah whereas before like
0: you would have i would have had my schedule planned out week and i would have known if i was doing the workout in the morning or the evening or whatever which way Whereas now it's like you do it when you can, you know.
1: Gotcha. Um, but you still, you still get it in. You still prioritise it. I still get in. It. Yeah. <laughs> there's
0: definitely, you know, and that's that is the the hard part. Like, there's some days where the evening comes, Dara's home from work, and you're thinking, "Ah, I'll just leave it now." You know, we'll just sit down and we'll just take it easy. And then I'm like, "No," because tomorrow the same thing might happen, and I mightn't get it done. And the next day the same thing. So, you that know, like i yeah, yeah, like on any other day, when you finally get your workout done, you feel amazing. And 100%. as I say, for, for me at the moment, it's it's less about the workout and the fitness. Let's say, well, no, I don't want to say the fitness. It's more about just that I'm I'm treating it as like I'm doing my rehab. Let's say you know so if I do 20 minutes of a workout, then I I bang on five to 10 minutes at the end. Or even if I do 10 minutes of a workout, I try to do five to 10 minutes at the end of my pelvic floor uh, rehab and my core rehab. And that to me is like, you're rehabbing your body. Like if you had an injury of any kind, Adrian, you know, and you don't do your physiotherapy work or your rehab work, you're susceptible to relapsing or just the injury never getting better properly. So there's parallels there.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And you kind of answered my follow-on question,
1: Laura, because just like going forward then, Laura, do you have kind of any current goals that you're working on or...
0: Yeah, Is like it just more so
1: like the as you said, like the rehab, the maintenance and and scaling things up again, maybe once the 12-week mark kind of passes by?
0: Exactly. Yeah, definitely. And like, you know, I think the yeah, working on that rehab stuff, and then when the 12 weeks passes, definitely upping the ante a bit. If I feel ready, like someone else yeah. might not feel ready. And like that's the thing, you know, people say you know, if you had a normal birth um, that you can get back to exercise maybe after your six-week check. And if you had a cesarean section, you can get back to it after 12, maybe some cases, 16 weeks. I didn't have a section, by the way, so I could probably be upping the ante sooner, but I'm just really treading carefully because like that, I'm just thinking, you know, the year is long enough. Life is long enough. There's plenty of time for the workouts as well. You know, don't get me wrong. I want to do them all. But there is time to get back to that level of intensity. And if you don't, you know, you can't like that typical, like you can't run before you crawl. You know, if I don't do it slowly, (laughs) I equally, you know, I equally don't want to be sorry if I've done some kind of damage then, you know, that kind of way. So that's why I'm probably being extra cautious with myself. And, you know, those guidelines of your six and 12 weeks and whatever the case is, they're guidelines like, you know, your body best and you have to just listen to it. And if you feel you're doing too much too soon, then pull it back, you know.
1: Brilliant. Brilliant. Awesome. Awesome. Laura, just some quick rapid fire. So just to a few uh, five five rapid, five rapid fire before final two questions, which I ask all of our members. So first (laughs) rapid fire. What is one habit? What's one new habit you've implemented in the last 12 months?
0: One new habit. Oh, my gosh. Ah, I'm not good at quick fire, Adrian. <laughs> um, let me see. Probably, oh God, have us. I was going to say, it's not really a habit, but probably just learning to be a bit more laid back with things. That's not really a habit though, is it? Well, you know, it's, my, it's an
1: adjustment of mindset. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like my habits before were just that habit, routine, stru- like strict and structured. And I'd have like a strict morning routine. And if I didn't stick to it, I'd feel like my whole day would be yeah. off course. And, Boom. you know, now things have gone out the window, obviously. And you, you can't have those routines as rigid. So it's definitely learning to be a little bit more laid back and being okay with that. Um, And I think I was always very hard on myself in the past. And I'd be like, no, I have to do this. And it's like, no you don't. You'll get it done at some stage but it doesn't have to be in this moment, you know, or in this order brilliant. let's say. I yeah. love
1: it. Awesome, awesome, brilliant. There's a great quote actually that says like we we question all of our beliefs except those that we perceive to be true and those we yeah. don't question at all. So just that like ju- just that adjustment in mindset or I love it. Tell me, uh next question, when you hear the word successful, who is the first person who comes to mind?
0: Oh my gosh. Successful. <laughs> someone like I don't know Jeff Bezos
1: <laughs> uh, you can't get much better than that Jeff Bezos owner of Amazon I love uh, it I
0: know and awesome. like at the, same, at the same time would I ever have a desire to do what he's doing hell no Um, no like look I even think I look up to like, a lot of people in our industry Adrian like you know even like you're you know, I'm a massive fan of all the, the fitness YouTubers like the Rob Lipsits and Mike Kirsten yes, and amen. Matt Just Fitness yeah. and I love them and I love to watch them and I think fair play to them like they are doing it and they've like completely created a life for themselves that anyone would wish for and they're busy and they're working hard and they're grafting but they're kind of doing it all and i look at people like that and i think yes like it's possible it. you know
1: awesome yeah. brilliant brilliant okay uh favorite movie
0: uh, favorite movie? I love Step Brothers. It's just such a laugh. Be a good film, you know? <laughs>
1: Classic. Yeah,
0: so good. Sorry, he's really getting. I'm just popping up my shoulder. Go on. I love just Heath.
1: one or two more. What's? Uh, yeah. What do you feel? Laura is the most underrated gym exercise. You feel most people should do more of.
0: Oh, great question. Um, da, da, da. Let me see. Oh my God, you've really got me there because there's so many. I'm like, I love. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of the leg press in a I knew well you would say that. <laughs> I knew well you
1: would say that. <laughs> leg yeah, press.
0: I am. I am. I love the leg press. Yeah. Um, okay. And you know what? Yeah. Like, I, I, have to say, I, I don't want to do. I have a sweeping general statement here, Adrian. But women, when I train them, like we've got strong lower bodies. Uh, I have 100%. to tell you that much. And we underestimate that, and I think we need to like build on our strengths. And you like, we have a predisposition, I think, to have good, strong lower body. It probably is for doing what I just did—the whole birthing process. Um, and then yeah, we we kind of have what, like just know, obviously some women are different, but typically a, a weaker upper body. So that's why men always love their upper body training, and we we don't <laughs> mind the squats. We focus yeah, on and our strengths, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. But then it's to, to kind of play on those and really like make most of the equipment to hand sure. in the gym. So yeah, leg press for me. Brilliant. Love it.
1: No surprises. Last one, uh, <laughs> last one, Laura. Last rapid fire. What's one question you wish people asked you more?
0: Oh, that's a really good one. But I wish they asked me more. Um, God, that is a tough one. Uh, I wish like look when it comes to again I'm just going to keep it on topic here as well and it is very true like I wish when they when people come to me asking about health and fitness plans I wish they were coming more with like to make them like I always ask people what's your goal right you know and I wish they would say to me oh just to be healthier and fitter not like I want to lose three stone or I want to fit into this dress or I want to do this because that's just I don't know it's, it's just bringing you back to such an aesthetic like I don't know may, I don't, how, what, how am I trying to say this it's bringing it back to like something that they're they're not happy with in themselves you know and I hate that like I would just love for everyone to wish for themselves that they're just healthier happier fitter and then whatever aesthetic things come with that like that's fantastic but that it's not the be all and end all because then they just pick themselves apart and get so down on themselves when it, if it doesn't happen you know um. So yeah, I wish people asked me like, "Can you help me just get healthier, fitter, and live a happier lifestyle because of it?" And not necessarily, "Can you help me, you know, lose five stone?" Without attaching
1: dress? it to a a, a yeah. specific number, a specific target. Absolutely. Yeah, Focus more yeah, on the process.
0: Just Adrian, I see women are so. I shouldn't just say women because I know men are too. I just I suppose the way my my fit like training has gone. Typically, it's women who do come to me for plans. So I'm just speaking from experience. Like we're so hard on ourselves, and you know we pick ourselves apart morning, noon, and night. And also, we're the women who are like, well, there's women who come to me and they're just trying to do it all, and they're burning themselves into the ground. And like, you know, that they're the cases that make me most sad because I'm like, you don't need to be doing this much or being this hard on yourself. And, um, you know, so I wish women would just come and say, or people would come to me and say like, um, I don't know, how, how can I just have like a balanced lifestyle, you know, and oh, not try to it. be the kings or queens of everything they do. Because um, burnout is such a real thing. And I see it time and time again, people are doing too much, you know, and, let me tell you the amount of people who come to me looking for plans and actually what I need to do with them is tell them to pull back and eat more. And do you know what I mean? About, so like yeah. there's there's a lot of people out like there killing themselves and it's really sad to see because the negative impact of that can be just as, as detrimental as someone who's maybe overeating and doing no exercise, you know? Sorry.
1: That adjustment again. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Laura, yeah. I want to acknowledge you. Thank you so much for, for coming on. I uh, shared oh, just father. a ton of wisdom there, I think, on, on a topic that maybe doesn't get as much coverage as as it probably should, Laura. So just yeah. for all our listeners out there, in 60 seconds or less, Laura, what are, what are like one to three takeaways you'd like our listeners to implement?
0: Um, well, definitely just like that, if they are going through a pregnancy, you know, and they're pre or post, just really I, I would say go to a go to a women's female health physio I think that's integral I think it's really good to just learn where your body's at in terms of your pelvic floor strength your recovery required everything else and take it slow like if you're pregnant and you don't feel up to doing things like you normally did that's okay you know you the time will come to when you actually do feel like working out to that level again And you want to eat all your good foods, So don't be hard on yourself. And then postnatally also definitely take it slow. And, you know, I'm always conscious too. Like, look, I have been sharing a bit online about what I'm doing during my postnatal journey. But just because someone else is doing it doesn't mean it's right. And you really need to figure out what your baseline is and then just build from there. Um, So yeah, take it slow and be kind to yourself. We're very hard on ourselves.
1: Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. Final question of the day, Laura, because this is the Lifestyle Lifters show. Laura, what's your definition of living a successful lifestyle?
0: Successful lifestyle, being happy, Adrian. My God, like, you know, um, can, wait, can you hear me? OK, sorry.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. OK, just yeah. my AirPods got, went, I think. So I'm back on my the uh, normal speaker. Being happy. Like, look, you can have amazing businesses and all the money in the world and do all these things And if you're not happy it's worth jack shit you know what I mean like you have to be happy in everything you do and that can just be building a fulfilled life for yourself with the simplest of things like I always bring it back to gratitude and I don't know if it's something you do I'm a huge fan of like practicing gratitude every day and if something isn't going my way I try and flip it to the positive and just think okay well let's pick the good out of today and if you're grateful for even just like the bowl of porridge you have in the morning or the cup I'm of coffee or the walk in the fresh air you know headspace like that is just that is all like that's what it's all about do you know what I mean so if you can just enjoy those small everyday moments like you're successful. Like you don't need anything bigger or more, you know what I mean? So I'm be just appreciating those small everyday things.
1: You're successful when you say you are, you're successful when you say you are. And I love that. I mean, just gratitude. We're, we're alive. We're able to get up in the morning.
0: Exactly. You know, yeah. those,
1: those who are, are around you, they're they're happy, they're healthy. Hopefully you're able to exercise. You're able to train. So much to be grateful for it. And I know the temptation, as you said, Laura, it's always kind of reaching for more, but you also have to be here and now. Just be present, be happy. I I love exactly. it. What a, what a great way to end yeah. the show, Laura. Um Laura, for... I'm,
0: I'm so sorry with all the noises from Taylor. He's really getting lively now. Oh, my God. Oh, this <laughs> is...
1: <laughs> well, no, it's been an absolute pleasure, Laura. And just just oh. share with our listeners, Laura. Um, where can people learn more about you and what you offer?
0: Um, Definitely just on Instagram Um, I probably haven't been good enough at making any um, lovely comprehensive websites or anything but Instagram for sure so it's at Laura Burke Fitness and I tend to put most things there and people can always send me messages and ask questions and things I love chatting to people and I'm sure you find Adrian it's such a nice community as well like you get to meet so many amazing people and let me tell you since I had this baby the moms of the world out there have been my angels like <laughs> they have been better help to me than anyone so um I'm, I'm very very grateful for everyone who who does interact with me on Instagram and uh, yeah they they don't even know the difference they make to my everyday so
1: yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Well, for all the listeners out there, definitely give Laura a follow. I'll post her post a link to her so- social in the show notes. And if you got value off this show, just please pay the the small fee that we ask, which is if if you learn something new, if you got value, please just reshare it on your IG stories. Subscribe, give us a give us a good review, and all those good things. And I will, we will reshare it if you do tag it So, Laura, it's exactly. been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much Thank for coming you. on. This has been amazing. no problem.
0: And typical, Taylor is now like asleep just at the end. (laughs) We (laughs) couldn't have time it better. Thanks so much, Adrian. I'll talk to you soon.